Praise God. Thank you, uh, Robin. And thank you po sa ating lahat. Good evening! Wow, my goodness. It is like very cold outside. When I walk outside together with my wife, my, my wife told me, parang kulang ang suot mo. It is so cold. Eh, si Ate Jo, siya pagpasok, di ganito kayo, grabe. Ang, ang expression ni Ate Jo, grabe. Eh, totoo naman. Totoo naman, di ba? And uh, every morning, when I wake up in the morning, we together with my wife, my wife told me, bakit kung kailan ka tumanda, naging, ma, ano ka, naging malamiging ka? Sabi siya rin. Sabi ko naman sa kanya, be, ano kasalanan ko? Hindi na natanong nung kabataan natin, baliwala. This cold weather, Nothing. I can just uh, wear a t-shirt, it's okay. But now, I could not. <laughs> I remember our late and dear pastor mentioning that um, he actually gets uh, Bengue. Uh, I don't know about you, but some of you, maybe when you wake up in the morning, your uh, fingers is like what? Huh? It will take time for you to what? To open and close your fingers, right? Yeah, when you were younger, nothing. But now, when you grow older, your fingers, I mean, it's like frozen. I, I couldn't move it. I have to make it slow motion. <laughs> slow motion, that I'm, you know. Wow, these are the uh, facts of life. And I always say, as you grow older, there are go-go years, which means that you're go, go, go. And then there will come a time there is a, what? Slow go? Maybe. Yeah, you want to, but you can be slow, and then eventually, what? No go. Even if you want to, you could not. <laughs> well, thank God again for our presence this evening, and again, I praise God for the opportunity to uh, share the Word of God. And again, I'm actually blessed again by the message that I'm about to deliver. I couldn't believe it. I was looking at the calendar. It's like uh, the last Wednesday already of the month of November. And before we came here, I was, I was uh, eating dinner with my wife, obviously. Uh, we're watching uh, NBC4, and today, or tonight, is actually the um, Rockefeller, uh, what, what, what is this? Uh, official tree lighting uh, Christmas tree, yeah. So, my goodness, sabi ko, parang kailan lang. And we just uh, celebrated Thanksgiving. Thank God we are actually uh, able to celebrate. And um, Friday, uh, Black Friday, I don't know about you, but uh, driver na naman ako ni Sister Cora. Kung saan-saan na naman ako nakarating. <laughs> but uh, it's a tradition uh, in preparation, obviously, for uh, gifts natin for them for the month of December. My goodness, December 2023, the last month. And uh, we're actually preparing now for Christmas. Praise God for that. Well, uh, we have to go to our lesson. And then again, I'd like to uh, welcome again each and every one. The, the, the good thing about uh, preaching the Word of God every Wednesday with my co-deacons, uh, it is actually a blessing to us. Uh, when we were actually asked by Pastor Max, way, way, you know, I couldn't even remember when is that, but a long time ago, um, first, it was like a, a, a herder for us or a challenge to us. How am I supposed to preach the Word of God? We don't know what to do. But uh, through the years, I realized there is a reason why Pastor Max asked us. 
And now we're able to deliver it, the message of uh, you know, the, God. And it is a blessing not only to you listening, but more so to this speaker. Yeah, and uh, Brother Bobby, uh, Brother Robert, Brother Hendrick can attest to that. It is really a blessing. It is not like a, a burden, but a blessing to us. And I praise God again for Bergen Bible Baptist Church for allowing us to be able to share the Word of God. Amen. Praise God. Now, narinig natin si Robin kanina kumakanta, di ba? Now, sino may gusto sa inyo? Si Sister Cora naman na kumanta. Amen. Amen. Si, si, na, na, yeah, Sister Cecil, okay? Pero meron sa akin sinabi si Sister Cora na confidential. Sabi niya sa akin, Daddy, idol ko si Ate Josie. Sabi, bakit? Eh, hindi ko makanta eh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but uh, kidding aside, ano, um, hopefully, pag si Trump na presidente, magkakaroon ng ano, bagong decree. Okay? Alright. So again po, well, let's uh, start. And uh, our lesson actually talks about a very blessed blessing. I don't want to talk about, again, of Thanksgiving because we just concluded Thanksgiving. So we're looking forward now to December. But I want also preach about Christmas. I will talk about something very relevant to what is going on right now. And what is that? The war going on all over the place. Russia, Ukraine, Hamas, Israel, a lot of things going on right now, and we need to, to, to really pray hard. What is going on? How did it start? How can we actually proclaim the message of God? And let's look at the weapon, the greatest weapon. The greatest weapon is no less than the Holy Word of God. So the, our, our key text for tonight is actually Hebrews 4. The very familiar verse was preached several times by different pastors, different the guest missionaries. So let's all stand up right now as we uh, just read the key verses. We will be uh, reading uh, you know, a number of verses, but this will be our key text for tonight. Let me just read it. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Let us bow our heads for prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, once again, Lord, we thank you for gathering once again for our Wednesday night prayer meeting. And again, Lord, without you, we are not able to come here. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to brave this very cold weather outside. In spite of the cold weather, Lord, we are here because we wanted to hear your word and we want to be admonished and challenged by your word again in spite of the cold weather outside. Again, Lord, I am praying that you will guide my lips. And the words that will come out from my mouth are the words that you want me to speak to thy children. I know, Lord, that you will be with us. You will be a blessing to all of us. And you will give us the direction and the guidance and the wisdom that we need in order for us to apply it in our Christian life. Father, we just commit everything to you. We love you. We praise you. We honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Good evening po sa ating lahat. Alright, so let's start po. 
And I always start my message by a story. And I always, because I think it's very relevant. Now, who among you here, I need to speak a little bit of uh, English. Because uh, during the Friday session of the Gawis Gawis, uh, uh, everybody's talking Ilocano. So I, I couldn't understand. So now I feel the people who are English and I speak Tagalog, they couldn't understand. <laughs> so, yeah. so now I, I have to really speak English so everybody, including Rochelle, will understand. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. All right. But forgive me, sometimes I still speak a little bit, okay? <laughs> anyway, who among you here remember what happened December 7, 1941? There you go. There you go. Pearl Harbor. And that is actually a devastating event that happened in Hawaii in Pearl Harbor, December 7, 1941. The Japanese Imperial Army attacked the Americans. According to history, and I made a research on this, there's 2,403 who died on the spot in that attack, in that brutal attack by the Japanese. Out of 2,403, 68 civilians also died. And what happened is... Um, after the devastating event that killed 2,400 military and civilians during that time, what did President Harry Truman did in retaliation to what happened to Pearl Harbor? Do you remember? Do you remember what happened? What happened in Hiroshima? Yeah. There were 16 B-52 fighter planes headed by Lieutenant Colonel George Doolittle who flew to hope to Japan and dropped the what? The atomic bomb. That is considered the retaliation of the United States to Japan's brutal attack. It killed a lot of people in Japan including civilians. And that is the greatest weapon of the United States during that time. History also tells me, or tells us, that during that time, the Japanese government did not believe that the United States had the capability to actually drop an atomic bomb to them. And it was also a surprise to them that the United States was able to drop this atomic bomb. So during the time that was the greatest weapon of the United States, and during the attack, the greatest weapon of the Japanese Imperial Army is also the brutal attack of those planes. They used those planes, fighter planes, to attack Pearl Harbor and killed 2,400 military personnel and civilians in the soil of Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. Now, our lesson is also the greatest weapon. Now, I'm talking about a different kind of weapon, much, much actually uh, potent, I would say potent, and at the same time, much, uh, much more aggressive than atomic bombs. Atomic bombs can kill lives, 
But the greatest weapon that we have, which is the Holy Word of God, doesn't kill lives. It what? It saves lives. The opposite. In the annals of history, there have been countless wars. And right now, we have wars with Hamas and also Israel, um, Ukraine, Russia. Uh, during the time of the Taliban, obviously, Afghanistan, Osama bin Laden, a lot of this one. And, and I, again, I, I, I was able to tell you that I, every time I watch TV, I don't enjoy watching movies. I watch, uh, I watch documentaries, true-to-life stories. So I, I'm also watching the Pacific, which is, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the U.S. Marines against the Japanese. These are like uh, true-to-life stories. And countless people have died on that Pacific War also, you know. Some uh, have shaped the course of the nations and even the world. As a matter of fact, warriors of old would uh, arm themselves with, during those times. Obviously, wala pa naman mga baril, mga swords, you know, and armor. And, and each piece meticulously crafted for protection and combat, combat to defend themselves and to defend their tribe. But in our spiritual journey, we are not left defenseless on the battlefield. Amen? We are not left defenseless. The Almighty actually provided us with a vast arsenal of weaponry, not made of iron and swords and atomic bombs and, you know, armalites or M16s, but of divine origin and divine eternal power, which is the Holy Word of God. Today we stand at the cast of understanding one of the most potent weapons in the spiritual arsenal. And I would say that our potent weapon as a Christian is actually no less than the Holy Word of God. It's not a weapon to be taken lightly, for its power actually transcends time, it transcends culture, it also transcends circumstances in our lives. This weapon is none other than, obviously, the Holy Word of God, the most powerful weapon in our spiritual journey here on earth. And as I explain to you tonight why I consider it the greatest weapon of all Christians is because of three, or I'm actually five, Five very important factors that I will discuss for tonight. Why I consider the greatest weapon is God's holy word. Okay? When we speak of the word of God, we're not merely referencing ink on paper or tales of the old. Some people say, oh, the Bible, that's only, you know, uh, in Tagalog, they always say, cuento cuchero, cuento No, it's not. It is the truth. It is not just like a, a fairy tale. The Word of God is actually vibrant, it is actually alive, and it is also active. It's a guiding light in our darkest hours, a beacon of hope when all seems actually is at a loss. I don't know about you, but some, some of us face circumstances in life. I mean, even if you're a Christian, obviously, you're not free of problems. We have circumstances. We have challenges. But our beacon of hope is the Word of God. As we dwell into the profound depths of Scripture, let us recognize and revere the unparalleled power that lies within its pages. I appreciate the fact that every time Pastor Sam preaches the Word of God, everybody gets blessed. 
everyone, and I mean it, because the more that you listen to the word of God, the more that you will be blessed. Amen to that. Amen. This word, this holy word, gives us direction in life, clarity in life, and the strength to face the adversary of life as well. As we engage the enemy who is Satan, this is the greatest weapon we have at our disposal. So what a blessing for us to have the scriptures. What a blessing for us to listen to the word of God on a weekly basis. You realize if you don't go to church and you don't listen to the word of God, you will get weak. And, uh, uh, Pastor Devera mentioned, the more that you stay away from church, the, the more that you will be what? The more that you will be what? You will be lukewarm. Because you, you're not listening and you don't get the feeding of God on a weekly basis. There is a reason why we meet every Sunday. There is a reason why we have Wednesday night prayer meeting. There is a reason why we have a Bible study every Friday. It's not like, oh, lang natin, gawin natin. No, there's a reason for it. It strengthens our faith. It gives us the power to actually fight Satan. So number one, let's go. Now, there are five things that I will be discussing. Number one, will be found in Psalm 119, 105. The Bible says, and I will just wait for Pastor Abel. <laughs> Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a, light, uh, and a lamp light unto my path. Now, um, when I was growing up in the Philippines, um, my dad, who is very tight, I am very tight with my dad. I have a very close relationship with my dad. I always go with my dad in Candelaria, Quezon, rural area. I don't know if you know, uh, some of you may have been there, but I don't know. In Candelaria, Quezon, it is a rural area. There is a city, but it happens so that my dad usually visits his mom and dad, who is obviously my grandfather and my grandmother, but they live somewhere in the mountains of Candelaria. And there is no electricity in that area. So every night, guess what? There's no electricity. We have to use what? Lamp. Lamp, yeah. I, and I, I remember during that time, uh, obviously I was like grade 6 or grade 7 during that time. I always tag along with my dad. Every time we sleep there, I always make sure that the lamp has gas. <laughs> because I don't want to sleep at night na fully dark. So I always make it a point, pupunuhin yung lamp ng gasolina ng gas. So I have light all throughout the night and up to the morning because it serves as a companion to me as a light. Now, as Christians, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my pen. In our journey of faith, there are moments of darkness also, and there are also moments of uncertainty. Times when we grapple with passion and seek guidance. But even in these moments, there is a beacon that illuminates our path, providing clarity and providing direction in our, in our life. Psalmist 19, 105, says right there. Now when we consider a lamp, it's not just any source of light. A lamp is actually personal, intimate, and something you hold close to guide your immediate steps. 
I will never forget during those times that I was in those in, in the rural area and in the um, house of my grandfather and my grandmother is actually not it's just a small house in the mountains yes and there's no electricity and during that time actually I, I don't know brother Bobby if you remember wala pa yata Google nung time na yun. there's no Google during that time and there's no there's no cell phone uh, maybe there's cell phone babe, but, but, but the rich only can afford it but during that time I don't think there's cell phones yeah it is only lamps I don't want to buy candle because the candle obviously will eventually die on me so I I need to have a lamp I, I will never forget I so a lamp is personal something that you, I can hold on to close ensuring that you don't stumble or stray such is the nature also of God's Word it is actually our lamp it breaths life into our spiritual journey Guiding our every step, ensuring we walk in alignment with His will and with the purpose of God in our life. Amen to that. But the beauty of the Word goes beyond its immediate guidance. It's not a static, dormant text. Instead, it's a dynamic, alive, and ever-relevant Scripture in our life. Think about it. The same Scriptures that guided Moses through the wilderness that inspired David to pen his psalms, and that revealed the Messiah's love to the Obols are available to us today through these holy scriptures. Remember, during that time, wala naman sila nito. Pero now, we have this. Amen to that. Whether we're facing challenges in our personal lives, in our families, or even in our societies, the Word offers wisdom, it offers encouragement, and more importantly, it offers hope. Sabi nila, pag wala raw hope, ano na? Wala na. Umaga, that's the end of your life. Hope is the most important part of our life. No hope, no life. So as we reflect on the living and lively nature of God's Word, the Holy Scriptures, let's embrace it wholeheartedly. Let's thank that we have the Bible. Let's allow it to breathe life into our spiritual walk, knowing that its truth are timeless. Did you hear what I said? This book is timeless. Wala na ako dito. I'm six feet under the ground. Itong book na ito, buhay na buhay pa. Amen to that. No matter the age, no matter the culture, God's Word remains our steadfast lamp, illuminating our path and leading us closer to God. Amen to that. So, number two. Isaiah 55.11 The Bible says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing where to I send it. So, active and affecting. The reason why God's Word is our greatest weapon is because it is active and affecting. What, what do I mean by that? In the vast expanse of human history, words have been spoken, words have been written, and words also have been forgotten. But this book, has never been forgotten. 
Ito pa, hawak-hawak pa natin hanggang ngayon, my goodness. But there is one word that stands these things. Unmatched in its potency and unmatched in its purpose. No less than the Holy Word of God. The Bible, the prophet Isaiah, inspired by the Spirit, obviously declares it in these verses. So there is no ordinary word. It's the Word of God. It's a special word. Active and affecting, shaping destinies. And listen to this. Transforming lives. When I read Transforming Lives, obviously I cannot speak for you. I can only speak for myself. I actually do not know if I am still alive right now, standing right in front of you, if I have not known and accepted Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. We, I, I, I don't know if you, uh, I already mentioned this day, we have five very close friends in the Philippines. And three are already, alam nyo na anong ibig sabihin. You know exactly. We're very close friends. We grew up together from elementary to high school to college. Lima kami na magkakabarkada. Three of them already passed away because of too much drinking alcohol. One is still in Lucena City right now. And obviously me here in the United States. But if I have not left the Philippines and I have stayed in the old faith, I may be also dead right now. Because what we do in the Philippines, I couldn't imagine, is we just, we just drink all the time. And it's like, it's horrible. It transformed my life completely when I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. And I think you will agree with me, when you look back in your life right now, it also transformed you. It also transformed you. That transformative power. Each time we open the pages of Scripture, we engage with a living dialogue between the Creator and His creation. The Word spent millennia ago have the incredible capacity to speak in our present circumstances, speak in the challenges that we have in our lives, convict us, comfort us, and change us from the inside and out. Amen to that. Change us from the inside and out. my wife, Siguro dad, kung hindi ka naging Christian, baka kurap na mayor ka. <laughs> Transforming the lives. Whether it's the assurance of God's love, the challenge to live righteously, or the call to serve selflessly. Take note. The call to serve selflessly. A lot of our Christian brothers and sisters in this church I will not mention their names, but they are serving selflessly. Beyond the call of their duties, they are doing this for the church. They are doing this for the ministry. They are helping Bergen Bible Baptist Church actually to go fully and be used in this ministry. 
beyond what they are capable of or beyond what they are expected of. They're doing it. And I thank God for them. They are really a blessing. The Word actively interacts with our soul. It is molding us into Christ-likeness. Without the Word of God, we cannot perform what we are doing right now for God. Amen? It is only by the, His grace and by His Word. That's why we are able to do this and we are able to do that. I mean, I, I, I mean I, um, my, my wife obviously also mentioned to me, Oh, she, brother, ganito, ganito, nabebless ako sa kanyang buhay. Si sister, ganito, tingnan mo, oh, laging ganito ginagawa niya. So, nga sabi ko, hindi naman niya kailangan gawin, pero ginagawa niya. Praise God for them. But this transformative power isn't actually limited to individuals' hearts. Throughout history, we've seen the ripple effect of God's Word in broader communal context. Societies have been reformed, injustices addressed, and the entire communities uplifted when the principles of Scripture have been embraced and also have been applied. If the Bible principle is applied to a society, there is an effect. There is a good effect, actually. Maybe crime will go down. Maybe these illegalities will go down because the Word of God is being preached in this particular area. The ripple effect. Also, what about real-life transformation? I just mentioned to you a while ago. Consider the profound impact of the Word on individuals like John Newton. I mean, I don't need to, to, to tell you who John Newton is. You already know. Once a slave trader, his encounter with the grace-filled message of the Bible led him to pen the timeless hymn, what? Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. And to become an ardent advocate for the abolition of the slave trade. His life, radically transformed by the scriptures, subsequently influenced the society around him. You realize, pag nasave ka, the people around you, the community around you is also affected because of the beaming light glowing in you. You realize in your place of work, if you are different, the people around you notice that you're different. Did you, did you know that? Yeah, because it happened to me also when I was in high school. Obviously, I'm still in the old faith during that time. And I noticed a classmate of mine, his name, I will never forget, I think he lives, uh, in fact, he lives now in, uh, in Los Angeles, California. He's my uh, high school classmate. His name is Rodelio Hidalgo. And I notice every time we go to recess, my favorite subject when I was in high school, <laughs> recess. Everybody will go to the canteen, you know, they, some, some have sandwiches, they have their own, you know, they have their own bound, some will buy uh, food on the canteen. But I noticed Rodelio Hidalgo will never eat, not until he says a word of prayer. He is the only one. Everybody's like, you know, everybody's eating. Rodelio Hidalgo will bow his head and will pray before he eats. He is the only one. That's why his glow is gleaming and I notice the difference. I notice the difference. So in your place of support right now, you just don't know it. But if you actually do your testimony, they will notice your difference too. 
They are not telling you. They are observing you. Amen. Obviously, during that time, I didn't know the difference between a Christian and, and, and a Roman. I didn't know during that time, obviously. I was just thinking that maybe he's a religious person. But now I realize transformation. Transformation. The Word of God isn't just a historical document or a religious text. We know that. It's the living, breathing voice of God active in its mission and profoundly affecting it, its impact. It does affect. As we immerse our lives in it, let's remember its transformative power. Transformative power. Not just for our individual lives, but the world at large and the people, more importantly, around you. You realize you have an effect on the people around you when you have a good Christian testimony? Do you realize that? You may not notice it, but they are looking at you. And you have a profound effect to them. For in it we find the hope, the healing, and the wholenessness our souls and our societies so desperately need. Amen and amen to that. Which brings us to number three. Found in Ephesians 6, 17. Sharper than any blade. Ephesians 6, 6, 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Through the annals of history, warriors have wielded weapons of various kinds to defend their lands, to defend their families, their honor, and their loved ones. Yet, the Apostle Paul, in his letter to the Ephesians, introduces us to a weapon of unparalleled might, which is exactly the Word of God. Unlike any earthly blade, this sword possesses both, listen to this, defensive and offensive capabilities. Take note. The Word of God has the capability to possess defensive and offensive capabilities, making it indispensable in the spiritual battle we face. Amen to that. Now, Pupunta tayo dun. Okay, sorry, Rochelle. I'm, I have to speak English again. Uh, I remember when I was again in the Philippines, um, um, I don't know kung natatanda ni Pastor Sambati. She's 20 years younger than me. So, um, I think Brother Robert remembers. We <laughs> Jojo might remember. Uh, Brother Bobby might remember. You remember during those times when uh, we have Philippine Basketball Association? Do you remember who is the coach of UTEX during that time? Championship against CRISPA. You remember 1970, uh, 78, 1978. 1978, it is the championship between CRISPA and UTEX at the Araneta Coliseum. I am a diehard fan of CRISPA. So, CRISPA ako. Now, there is always a contrapel. CRISPA always wins. Lahat ng makalaban nila always win, except for one team. They call it the contrapelo. UTEX. Hindi sila manalo sa UTEX. They could not beat UTEX for some reason, but CRISPA always win wide margin. In, the, in Tagalog, they always call it tambak. 
Lahat ng mga kalaban ng Crispa, tambak. But for some reason, they could not win against UTEX. And eventually, they lost the championship to UTEX. Now, the coach of UTEX during that time, and again, uh, obviously, our young people uh, don't know, his name is actually, he is actually the husband of the, yung anak ni Marcos, si Aimee Manotok. The husband of Aimee Marcos Manotok. Exactly. The husband is Tommy Manoto. He is the head coach of UTEX during that time. And after the championship, when they actually won against CRISPA, everybody is actually thinking CRISPA will win. But again, they could not win. And UTEX grabbed the championship. They won the championship. All the interviewers were asking, why is CRISPA cannot win against you? They always beat everybody, but except your team, UTEX. You know what Tommy Manotok said? Why they always beat CRISPA? And it was actually in the headlines of Bulletin Today. I don't know if Bulletin Today is still uh, in the Philippines. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it was in the first page of Bulletin Today and also in the sports. Here's what Tommy Manotok said. The reason why we always beat CRISPR is this. Just like what we just uh, read. Our offense is our defense. We do not think of shooting, shooting, shooting. We just concentrate on guarding Ato Iko. We guard Abed Gidaben. We guard Philip Cesar. We do not think of shooting. We always guard their best players. So our defense is our offense. That is what he said. It's true. During those times, I noticed Ato Iko. I, 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 I don't know if you remember his uh, Fortunato Ato Iko. He could not shoot. He was guarded by Limeng Beng. He could not shoot. He is heavily guarded. Abit Gidabin heavy guarded. Also, Philip Cesar heavy guarded. They could not shoot the ball, and eventually they lost the game. The defense is the offense. Our word of God is also like that. We do not debate. Tika tulad ng mga sabi ni Pastor De Pera, INC. Alam mo? They always debate. We do not debate. We just. Dude, what defense? What defense? Nothing. Our offense is our. Our defense is the holy word, the truth. The truth shall set us free. So eventually, when they know and they find out about the defense, which is the truth of God, eventually they will believe us. Because remember, every time Pastor Sam preaches, also our missionaries, you notice. The words that come out from the mouth of Pastor Man doesn't come from his own mouth. It comes from this book. So they will never, nobody will ever charge Pastor Sam, it is only you. No, it is coming from the Word of God. It's scriptures, Holy Word. Hindi ito yung katangang isip lang. Amen to that. So again, the Holy Word of God is our um, defense right here. So, the dual capabilities of the sword is this. When we envision a sword, we often picture a weapon designed for attack. Di ba? Pagka may ano, parang attack na agad, di ba? 
But the Word of God likened to a two-edged sword serves as a dual purpose. What do you mean, Brother Glenn, by dual purpose? Defensively, it yields us from the lies, the temptations, and the deceptions of the enemy. As we immerse ourselves in the Scripture, we fortify our minds and hearts with the truth, making it harder for falsehood to penetrate. That is why I always say this, and not only me, actually, most of our missionaries, most of our pastors, you have to immerse yourself to the Word of God. Why? Because if someone tries to manipulate your brain, and you are not heavily immersed in this, madali kang matwist. You will be easily convinced, oh nga, no, bakit nga ganito, bakit ganito? Because you do not know what you're talking about. You, you do not immerse yourself to the Word of God. I really thank God for um, FBI. That FBI course really opened my, my heart and also I learned a lot from it. I thank God for Pastor Mas for introducing FBI to us and congratulations to our students who are taking the FBI. Congratulations to you. You will, I'm telling you, you might not realize it, but after you have graduated, you will realize the importance of that FBI. Amen to that. So again, defensively it shields us. Now, what about offensively? The word equips us also to advance God's kingdom. It empowers us to tear down strongholds of unbelief. Challenge worldly philosophies. Alam niyo yung ibig sabihin na worldly philosophies sa Tagalog? Ano yun? Taba kayo. Pilosopo. Maraming ganun. And proclaim the gospel with authority and confidence. Now, be very truthful to yourselves. If you do not know what you're talking about, if you do not know the Word of God, will you have the confidence and authority to share the Word of God? No, right? Because once the person that you're talking to actually gives you an objection, what about this? What about that? and you do not know what you're talking, that's it. That's it. You hit a wall. That is why we need to immerse ourselves to the Word of God. We need to be on offense also. Proclaim the gospel with confidence. With the sword of the Spirit in hand, believers can counter the adversary's attacks. Refute erroneous doctrines, and spread the light of Christ in the darkness corners of the world. Amen to that. I appreciate what Pastor Devera mentioned about Pastor Kibuloy. I, really, I mean, I always see him in YouTube. I said to myself, oh my goodness, this guy is talking about, oh my God, I don't know what, what he's saying. Proclaiming that he is the son of God? My goodness, what kind of apostasy is that? That you are the son of God? As if God's word actually also mirrors our soul. It discerns the depths of the heart, ours, beyond the combat capabilities of the word of God. The sword of the spirit has another remarkable feature. This word does, not, does more than just provide knowledge. It also offers profound insight in our very well-beings. It gives us insight. Through the Holy Spirit, it also convicts, 
corrects and refines us, ensuring we walk in the righteousness of the truth. And I know for a fact we have the truth because this word is the truth. It's a humbling experience to open the scripture and find oneself laid here, yet it also is a transformative experience. For in seeing our flaws, we are also encountering God's grace, His offer of forgiveness, His guidance to a path forward. The word, while cutting deep, also heals, it also restores, and it also rejuvenates. Amen and amen to that. I thank God for my wife. Because uh, every time we wake up in the morning, she actually always literally forces me. I don't mind. The moment I wake up, no brushing of the teeth. Medyo, ano pa, mabango pa bibig ko. Wake up. She will tell me, Dad, it's time for us to pray. Before we go and uh, drink your coffee. Okay, we pray. And then she opens the Bible and we read certain verses in the Bible. Amen to that. Every morning. Sabi ko sa kanya, paano kung wala na ako, tita? Isipin mo na lang. Katabi mo pa rin ako. <laughs> Every morning we read the Holy Word of God. Pag natutulog ka, kakamutin ko pa mo. <laughs> But kidding aside, I really thank God because our wives actually is the motivator for us to do that. Kaya kuha ko na lang, siguro pag-isig ko, diretso na ako sa kusina and I'll just get a cup of coffee and then I'll on my way. But my wife, my goodness, she always does that and I thank God for her. Amen to that. The Word of God stands and match and its powers and precision. As believers, we are equipped with the divine blade. We are not only defended from the enemy's onslaught, but we are also proclaimed, a voice, I mean, to reclaim the glory of God. Read the Bible. Read His Word. Number four, piercing the depths of human experience will be found in Jeremiah 23, 29. Wow. Is not my word like as a fire, said the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? Anong ibig sabihin nun? Anong ibig sabihin nun? As we journey through life, navigating its myriad. Experiences here and there, highs and lows, happiness, joyful, and maybe also obviously some, some lows in our life. We often seek something that understands, something that resonates with the very depths of our soul. The prophet Jeremiah in his proclamation captures the essence of how God's word not only comprehends but also profoundly impacts our human experience. How does this scripture resonance with our emotions? You see, a big part of our resonance is also involves our emotions. Across the pages of Scripture, we encounter a vast spectrum of human emotions. Like, for example, David's anguish in the Psalms, Job's despair in his trials, Mary joys at the Annunciation, and maybe also Paul's hope amidst persecution. 
The Word of God isn't a detached or distant text only. It's a living testament that speaks to our fears, that it speaks to our dreams, that it speaks to our pains, and also speaks to our passions. There's hardly an emotion or circumstance we might face that the Bible doesn't address. Did you notice that? Everything that we experience, the Bible has a ready reference for it. Did you notice that? It offers a solace to the grieving heart, strength to the weary, guidance to the confused, and hope to the despondent. In moments of elation, also, Scripture elevates our joy. It also directs our gratitude to the one from whom all blessings flow, no less than the, our Lord Jesus Christ. In times of sorrow, it provides a balm for our wounds, reminding us of God's unfailing presence and His unfailing love to us. Every time I remember that, it's only God that can do that. How does it guide us through life's seasons? Every individual's life is a tapestry of trials. Everybody has problems. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian, you will encounter problems. Yeah, tribulations and triumphs. And in each of these seasons, the Word of God serves as an unwavering guide. As an unwavering guide, when faced with challenges, scripture like James 1, 2 and 4, 2 to 4, exhort us to consider it pure joy when we face trials. Mahirap. But that's exactly what the Bible tells us when we face trials, knowing that the testing of our faith produces more perseverance. When we encounter crossroads of decision, Proverbs 3, 5, 6 reminds us to trust in the Lord and lean not on our own understanding. Similarly, in moments of triumph, Scripture uh, keeps us grounded. It reminds us, as stated in Deuteronomy 8.18, that it is the Lord our God who gives us the ability to produce wealth, ensuring that His covenant endures, whether we're scaling life's mountains or traversing its valleys. God's Word provides the wisdom, provides the comfort, and provides the direction we desperately need. Amen to that. Which brings us to the last, to the last thought right here, found in First Thessalonians five twenty three. The Bible says right here, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit, and soul, and body, be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Distinguishing soul from spirit. What do you mean by that? Well, within the intricate design of humanity, crafted masterfully by our Creator, lies a depth and complexity that often escapes our finite understanding. The Apostle Paul, in his benedictory prayer to the Thessalonians, sheds light on this profound design. Anong ibig sabihin nun, Brother Glenn? What exactly do you mean by that? Well, let's talk about the soul first. The seat of personality and emotion. Did you know that? Yung palang soul natin. It holds our personality. It holds actually our emotion. The soul often referred to in Scripture encapsulates our mind, our will, and also our 
emotion. It's the seat of our personality, our desires, our intellect, and also our personal feelings. When we love, grieve, hope, or ponder, it is actually the soul at work. Emotions. The sons, for instance, are rich expressions of the soul's cries, longings, and jubilations. Did you notice that? David in his Psalms often communi communicates deep anguish or soaring joy reflecting the soul's vast emotional spectrum. Now, what about spirit? The divine breath in eternal aspect. Contrastingly, the spirit within us represents that eternal aspect, that divine breath, breath into us by God the Father himself. It's through our spirit that we connect with God. It's through our spirit that we perceive our spiritual truths. And it is through the spirit that we engage in true worship. As Jesus declared in John 4, 24, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen to that. The spirit within us resonates with the eternal, recognizes the divine, and seeks communion with our creator. Amen and amen. The word's unique interaction what about that? God's word, as described in Hebrews 4.12, is powerful enough to divide soul and spirit, discerning our innermost thoughts, and discerning our innermost intentions as well. It interacts uniquely with both aspects of our being to our soul. It offers comfort, it offers guidance, and it also offers correction. It speaks to our emotions, challenges, our intellect, and aligns our will with God's purpose in our personal life. To our spirit, the scripture breaths life. It also breaths rekindle our passion for the divine and draw us into deeper communion with God the Father. It nourishes our spirit. It equips us for the spiritual battles we face, ensuring that we remain anchored in eternal truth amidst life transient trials. We need to distinguish what soul is, what spirit is, and what exactly it does in our Christian life. But the bottom line is, everything is bred through our God the Father. So in conclusion po sa ngayong gabi ngayon, throughout the challenges we face, the battles we wage in life, the, the doubts that actually occasionally cloud our vision, it says here that the Bible remains our most steadfast companion. The Bible remains our greatest weapon, our impenetrable shield, our impenetrable sharp sword. It is not just a book. It is actually the embodiment of God's power, God's wisdom, and God's everlasting love to us. It's a weapon that when wielded with faith, wielded with understanding, 
has the power to topple strongholds, illuminate darkness, and brings hope to the most desolate heart and will win battles for you every time Satan tries to conquer your mind. Indeed, says of information, lalo na po sa panahon ngayon, everybody has cell phones, everybody has Google, internet, kung ano-ano, WhatsApp, uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok, kung ano-ano. You have a lot of information. You can get it in a snap. It says right here, This book is still our greatest weapon. Let's remember that. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for reminding us, in spite of the internet, in spite of all these things going on, this information all over us, all around us, we still have our greatest weapon, and our greatest weapon, Lord, to shield us from temptations, from sins, from all these falsehoods is your word, the holy word, the Bible. Thank you again, Lord, for reminding us. Thank you again for your love to us. We love you. We honor you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Amen. amen. amen.